Welcome to Seeking Alpha's Wall Street Breakfast, your daily source of market news and analysis. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Good morning. Today is Thursday, March 31st, and I'm your host, Rena Sherbel. Our top stories today. Crude sinks 6%, SEC downplays imminent agreement, and new reports as Apple and Meta got duped by hackers. Leading today's news, the Biden administration is weighing a plan to release about 180 million barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve in what would be the largest release from stockpile since it was created in 1975. WTI crude futures tumbled 6.7% on the news, while Brent futures fell 7.3%. The coming SPR decision would likely see 1 million barrels released daily over the course of six months, though analysts are still debating its benefits and whether it would put a dent in the inflationary forces seen in our current environment. Kevin Book, energy policy analyst at Clearview Energy Partners, said, Stocks of strategic oil have a limit and flows of commercial oil do not. Flows that stop are a bigger problem than strategic stocks can solve over time. The White House could make the announcement at 1.30 p.m. on Thursday when President Biden gives a speech aimed at lowering gas prices at the pump for American families. According to data from AAA, the national average for a gallon of gas currently stands at 4.23 per gallon, down a penny from a week earlier, but up from 2.87 a year ago. OPEC Plus is also scheduled to meet today, but it is expected to stick to plans of boosting production by another 400,000 barrels a day in May, despite U.S. pressure to pump more. Meanwhile, the International Energy Agency has called an emergency ministerial meeting for Friday to discuss oil supply and coordinate a global release by other countries. Washington has released oil from the SPR roughly two dozen times, but most of them have been on a small scale, about 100 million barrels, and in the wake of local disasters or emergencies. However, over the past six months, the Biden administration has coordinated two mega-releases of 30 million and 50 million barrels, while the latest 180 million would be a third. Prior to these releases, a big drawdown from the SPR was a rare event coming only after supply disruptions during the Libyan Civil War in 2011 and Hurricane Katrina in 2005. The SPR currently holds 568.3 million barrels of oil, its lowest level since May of 2002. U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission Chairman Gary Gensler appeared to tone down speculation of a potential imminent deal for Chinese companies to avoid delistings in the U.S., The SEC had threatened to delist companies that failed to allow U.S. regulators to review their company audits for three straight years, a rule that went into effect in late 2020. The agency earlier this month named five companies from China that could be delisted for failing to abide by U.S. accounting regulations. Gensler said in a Tuesday interview with Bloomberg, there have been thoughtful, respectful, productive conversations, but I don't know where this is going to end up. It's up to the Chinese authorities, and it could be, frankly, a hard set of choices for them. Gensler's remarks are similar to some remarks the Public Company Accounting Oversight Board said last week that were first reported by Bloomberg. The agency said that while it's meeting with Chinese regulators, it's not clear if Chinese authorities will agree to permit U.S. inspectors to fully review audit papers of companies. Gensler indicated to Bloomberg that only full compliance with U.S. audit inspections would suffice. Gensler told Bloomberg if we're in the same place two years from now, many companies would be suspended. The PCAOB comments came after China's vice premier said the country would continue to support various types of companies to list overseas, noting that it would work with U.S. regulators, including the SEC, on the matter. 
The comment sent shares of tech stocks such as Alibaba skyrocketing as some investor concerns appear to be eased on the potential delistings. It was also reported that Alibaba, JD.com, Baidu, and other Chinese U.S. listed tech firms have been told by Chinese regulators to prepare for more audit disclosures. Earlier this month, the China Securities Regulatory Commission and other agencies reached out to these companies and asked them to prepare audit documents for 2021, according to a Reuters report. Germany has warned of a possible energy emergency that could come as soon as Friday after rejecting a Russian demand that natural gas be paid for in rubles. President Vladimir Putin has since suggested a potential compromise in which payments could be made in euros and sent to Gazprom Bank, which is not subject to EU sanctions, to be converted into rubles. Germany asked for written information to better understand the procedure. White House Communications Director Kate Bedingfield told reporters, We believe that Putin is being misinformed by his advisors about how badly the Russian military is performing and how the Russian economy is being crippled by sanctions because his senior advisors are too afraid to tell him the truth. This has resulted in persistent tension between Putin and his military leadership. He didn't even know his military was using and losing conscripts in Ukraine, showing a clear breakdown in the flow of accurate information to the Russian president. Sanctions on Russia have been a headache for many companies doing business in the region, with the fallout spreading across so many industries. A great example of this is Aircap, the world's largest aircraft lesser, which has more than 100 jets stuck in the country following the invasion of Ukraine. EU sanctions have since forced the termination of the company's Russian leases that account for 5% of its fleet by value. Aircap CFO told investors on its earnings call, last week we submitted an insurance claim for approximately $3.5 billion with respect to our aircraft and engines remaining in Russia. Not only would the claim be the biggest among airplane lessers, it could be one of the largest single claims ever submitted. It also likely means years of litigation between the lessor and insurers before any payouts are dished out. Aircap has only managed to repossess 22 aircraft and three engines located in Russia out of a total of 135 planes and 14 engines on lease in the country. As of the end of the year, the company had a total of just over 3,700 aircraft, engines, and helicopters on its books and got even bigger last year after its acquisition of rival GE Capital Aviation Services. Apple and Meta platforms provided customer data such as addresses, phone numbers, and IP addresses to hackers who posed as law enforcement officials, reported Bloomberg. Citing three people familiar with the situation, Bloomberg reported that the tech giants gave the information in the middle of last year to a fraudulent emergency data request. These requests generally are accompanied by a search warrant or subpoena, but emergency requests do not need court orders, added Bloomberg. Snap was also the recipient of a forged request, though it's not clear if the company complied and responded. Apple, Snap, and Meta platforms did not immediately respond to requests for comment from Seeking Alpha, though Apple pointed Bloomberg to the law enforcement guidelines posted on its website. Novavax submitted a request to expand the conditional marketing authorization CMA of its COVID-19 vaccine, Novavaxavid, to adolescents aged 12 to 17 years old in the EU. The vaccine currently has a CMA in the EU for use in people 18 years of age or older. Novavax said if the expanded use is granted, then the vaccine would be the first protein-based option for people aged 12 to 17 years old in Europe. The submission was backed by data from an ongoing pediatric expansion of a phase three trial, dubbed Prevent 19, of over 2,200 adolescents aged 12 to 17 years across 73 sites in the U.S. 
The company added that Novaxavid showed 80% efficacy overall at a time when the Delta variant was the predominant circulating strain in the U.S. It's already been approved for restricted use in emergency situations for people aged 12 to 17 in India. The company intends to begin rolling submissions in this age group to additional regulatory authorities globally. Pre-market, Novavax was up 2.3% to $76.48. As oil prices took a hit on Thursday morning, energy is still up almost 40% year-to-date and one expert believes the best opportunity still lies ahead. That expert analyst Michael Boyd believes one specific subset of undervalued energy stocks might see gains of 50% or more. You can see his five-star rated investing community, Energy Investing Authority, by joining his Seeking Alpha Marketplace service with a 20% discount today. As of 6.20 a.m. today, Asian and European markets are down. The Dow is flat. S&P 500 is up 0.1%. NASDAQ up 0.4%. Crude is down over 6%. Gold down 0.4%. And Bitcoin is unchanged at 47,250. The 10-year Treasury yield is down three basis points to 2.32%. Look for initial jobless claims report and personal income and outlays report at 8.30 a.m. Eastern. That concludes today's Wall Street Breakfast. Thank you for listening. For the best investment analysis and news on the web, go to SeekingAlpha.com. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. You can sign up for our other podcasts, the Cannabis Investing Podcast and Marketplace Roundtable Podcast on those platforms as well. Have a wonderful day.